now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. everyone and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, sunburned Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, uh, I'm your guide to the world of facts. I'm Brooks. Hey, how's it going? P- pretty good. I had I had a beachy time weekend with Kim. Yeah, beachy time weekend? Yeah. Nice. With birthday girl Kim. That's fun. We, we went uh, very far away to the beach. It was how many hours? It was only supposed to be an hour and a half, but it took us like two took, hours getting there and twelve hours to get home. It took like three and a half hours getting home today, and then I got to fucking rush and watch this stupid show. Isn't like New Jersey very small? Yes, compared to like other places, but there were like for some reason um today today is a Memorial Day, and for, yeah. so, for some reason like everyone was trying to get home. It was weird. I don't know, like if that has anything to do. Oh with it. yeah, I suppose that in theory that would that would explain it. Yeah, everyone was trying to get away from New Jersey after spending the weekend there, and we yeah. we got caught up in this. But it, it was fun. We played played some games. I want to be stuffed animal from a grabber. That's fun. And we had a great time until I had to watch the show. What a good time! Yeah. Uh- Before we get too far into the recording, like I have Audacity open, and it's showing that I have like. A pretty significant amount of white noise at all times, and I just want to like. Did, did the recording work out well? Um, and... It's it seems it seems okay. normal to me. Cool. A, a little well, bit, a little bit behind the scenes here for. Yeah. For oh, the... just all right. Yeah. So it's cool. <laughs> back back to our regular scheduled programming. Uh yeah, when we tried to, to watch this uh, episode, we were at our beach, beachside motel, and uh, found a very. We were we logged on to HBO Go. And uh, it was it was very bad uh, Wi-Fi there. Yeah, so, so, as hotels are wont to do. Yeah, so we had to rush home today and watch it again. So for the first time ever, I have no notes. Oh wow! I'm just gonna freestyle some book snob hot takes. Good, because because I wrote a shitload of notes even for right, me. You're you're taking the lead. You're the mirror pulling me through the woods and like crying and yeah. failing. I mean, I'm already usually, like, the guy that's, like, you're always, like, all right, next scene. And I'm, like, wait, I still have jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're, you take take the reins on this one, the Roman okay. reins. Yeah, and, take the uh, reins. And big dog us through this episode, which <laughs> is uh, season six, episode six, Blood of My Blood. I'm cocking my fist. Okay. Um, so what'd you think? It, it's amazing how nothing happened and I still am, like, angry. It's it's either nothing happens or bad things happen. Like I, and it's at this point where I don't know if I'm angry because it is bad or because like, I'm just like, this isn't like the books. Cause so. it's, it's like the books, but with none of the themes, like they're just like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had cold hands now? Yeah. And like, like I've wanted them to do lady Stoneheart for like four seasons, but now I don't want them to because it's not, it's not the time anymore. Oh, so, sorry to interrupt. We got a cool Kim, Kim fact. Uh, three of the members of that band of monsters and men uh-huh. were in this episode as musicians. Really? According to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Is Kim a big of monsters and men fan? I, I would. I I think Kim enjoys their two singles. Okay. <laughs> that we know. I do. That's the extent. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's just like because some of it is like, hey, 
Here is Benjen, and he's cold hands, even though George said that's even not true. He, he's he, not. He specifically said that's not true. But also, they showed um, Aeris Targaryen, and he, and he didn't have long fingernails. So, like, I don't know how much of that me is, is just me being, like, a little shit about it, and how much of it is actually warranted, like... Dude, Aerys Targaryen looked like shit. I'm just gonna... It was just, put... like, a guy. Did you see... Did you... Have you seen, like, any any screenshots of it? No, It's I... literally season six Jamie that does it. He has <laughs> like... short hair. Like, he just walked off the set and was like, alright, we gotta fucking film this fucking flashback shit, whatever. He has a golden arm. Pre- like, pretty much. <laughs> And he's just, like, shouting burn them all at Jamie instead of, like, being like, hey, where did my hand go? Did you just kill Rossart? <laughs> Weird. But, you know. Um, so, how does this episode start? Uh, With Bran, he's being pulled. He's, like, still watching the previously on. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we've then, moved past it, and he's still stuck in it. Yeah. He's still like, oh, yeah, I, I fell off the thing, and then... And was it... I don't get, like, they showed the thing of, like, Eris saying, like, burn them all or whatever. Is it Was it supposed to be, like, shocking? Because we know this happened. Like, Jamie told us three seasons ago. Yeah, they're like, hey, remember when we had this redemption arc for Jamie? What? But, I... Anyways, so I guess Hodor's corpse was just, like, propped up against the handle or something, because they got away. They got away, but they're still, way like, the hell away. like, a bunch a bunch of them still chased after them, and then Benjen Coldhand saved them, so Hodor yeah. died for no reason. Yeah, and also, uh, remember when they established that the Whites got into the tree by burrowing so they could just burrow around Hodor, but whatever. Remember how Bran can now, like, time warg without touching the tree? Yeah, and remember when, like, like I don't know if you've seen, like, all of the speculation that's like, was Bran warging Hodor, or was he just brave, even though he was having a panic attack? Mm-hmm. And we saw him warg Hodor twice. Yeah. Um, and inside the episode, David Benioff was like, after Hodor's heroic sacrifice, so he didn't warg him, he was just being brave. Oh, okay, cool. So... Like, thanks for not picking them up and running, Hodor. You did it. Yeah, Hold you the door. this all. You say this all, Hodor. Oh, if only Mira had said, run past the door, and then he could have been Rodor, and he could have saved them a little bit more. Uh, I I forget. Someone, uh, a friend of the show, I, I can't remember specifically which one, tweeted something. We have so say- many. Saying, like, uh, hold the door is going to be, like, the cake is a lie of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. It's just going to be run into the ground. And they they showed, like, the King Eris thing and, like, the, him shouting burn them all and the wildfire caches exploding, mm-hmm. like, interspersed with White Walker shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure it's going to be, like, Bran's going to try to solve everything by going back in time and he's going to be like, hey, King Eris, here's the secrets killing whites. You burn them all. And then I, he's going to be- As he was yelling it, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, Eris wasn't really mad. He was just, like, under the so influence like, of the White Walkers and was... Like, like, disability is a fun mystery on Game of Thrones. Yeah, you can't just be like, my my legs don't work because of an accident. Like, there has to be fucking magic as to why you, yeah. like, have schizophrenia. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, um, so, like, Bran, Bran is too heavy and Mira starts crying. And then, yeah, so a giant man on a horse... In a, in a giant hooded figure who can't reveal his identity yet like for the, plot he reasons. He shows up like the fucking Knight Rider. He has like yeah. a and flaming it's a, mace or something. Yeah, he drops like he, he like the mace like unfurls and then it catches on fire. Uh-huh. And, then he and just, as like, soon as you see this guy's covered face, you're like, oh, it's Benjen. Like, it's just yeah. clearly him. And he's like, come with me. I'm disguising my voice. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that? Where is she? Like, he's, Rachel. <laughs> no. Hey, my name's Mira. But okay, it's like, the thing... Swear to me! Like, the reason that his face is covered is because Brian Cogman wanted it to be cool later. 
<laughs> like, there's no reason. For, he's trying. He's like, please, like, come with me. Like, I need you to trust me. It would be way easier if you were like, hey, I'm your uncle. Like, yeah. hey. Rather than like, I'm and, a scary horseman. It's horse not man. even like, oh, this is for protection from the cold. Because he already has like a half a Monster Mash face. And yeah. it's just like a cloth. Yeah, and it's it's only covering his mouth because like that's where he, that's how he makes it extra grumbly. Yeah, and luckily the whites are covered in the flammable dirt of Aes Dothrak <laughs> because as soon as he touches them with that, the mace, that was they're what just happened. they did they did burrow, but they came up at Aes Dothrak and they're like, yeah, I, oh, I think we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque, <laughs> and then they went back down and and like burrowed to the that north. Makes, oh my god, I take back everything I said about the show. Mm. But yeah, it he's like. Don't worry, I'm here to save you. Women on top, get on my horse. Women belong on top of my horse. Um, and then anyway, like Sammy... he just left Brand's, like, only means of travel behind. He's like, fuck this. Throw him over the horse, like... <laughs> also, I'm really mad. We missed the scene immediately after Hodor died, where, like, we've seen that the tree is on top of a hill. So Mira was tobogganing on Bran at some point. Nice. They were, like, the, the sickest bobsled team ever. Yeah, it was so sick. I'm kind of I, I, the way I'm picturing it as Mira doesn't know that she can do that and she's running very fast with Bran like sliding behind her. Yeah, that, that would be that really would have been, funny. That would have been good. But. Good slapstick. Mm-hmm. Just what just what we needed in this tense time. <laughs> but speaking of comedy, uh-huh. we go to Horn Hill. Ooh, they're in like a royal escort cart, uh-huh. and Gilly's like, "What the fuck is green? Like, yeah. what is this?" It's him, like, there are many greens. Some are oak, and some are not. Well, when you go south of the wall, they stop putting a blue filter over everything, and there are colors. Uh, one thing that they're... So they're going to Sam's house, where is, like, the bane of his existence and, like, his terrible life where everything... No, he's super cool with it! He's just just like, whatever, we're going to my house. And it's at this time to, like... Gilly's like, what if they find out I'm a wildling? Like, you've been traveling for fucking ten episodes, and you just thought to consider this plan now? It's fine. Like it, nothing matters. And then even Sam also said, "Now that summer's over, you're, you'll start to see some autumn colors." Cool. I guess we're only in autumn now. Yeah. I guess we're we still have a while. Well, well, uh, the final episode of the season is going to be called "The Winds of Winter." So, which fuck off? Like, I don't know if that's true. I know it's. I mean, most like all I haven't I haven't seen a wrong rumor title yet, so I'm just I'm gonna not give anything the benefit of the doubt like I usually do. For when that happens in the books, like the moment, like it is winter, like no one just says I declare it, but like when the realm is notified, you know, I declare winter. Yeah, winter were declared. Yeah, that's not how it works. But like when the basically the end of the last book, like there's no way that can happen in the show, or it could, but it would mean nothing. Yeah. Because one of the characters involved is, like, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Let's see can, how they... Can we talk about can we talk about how Sam is, like, a lovable oaf in this scene? Yeah, he's like, like oh, what you gonna do? Gilly's this... like, you never fucking told them that I'm a... Wa- what are you doing? <laughs> and Sam's like, well, it was a small piece of paper that I wrote the letter on. Uh, but yeah, also my dad did threaten to... to, to who threatened to kill me does hate wildlings as much as he hates me. Which, but, is um, that is that canon? I'm pretty sure that he, I mean... Like, he probably would, just based on, like, his other interests, but they are so far south. Like, he's never seen a wildling. Oh, yeah. He, there's no way he should know what Molestown is. Oh, for sure. Like, and he references it later. There's no way he knows that this shitty little, like, hovel place by the wall exists. He's never been there. He probably didn't even know that Castle Black existed. He was just like, go north. (laughs) Just get get out of here. Get out of my life. I'm sure there's, go. 
But anyways, um, and leave Sam's me here mom- with your cool twenty-five-year-old brother, Dickon Tarly. <laughs> yeah. My cool son. My, cool. my super mega son. Yeah. I'm the jumbo big dad that my super <laughs> mega son Dickon needs. And this is my jumbo spicy big sword made out of Valyrian <laughs> steel. It's mine. Did you know that? Like, oh my, what writing? Uh, but oh, we'll get there. We so much to- <laughs> I know, but they're they're hunting right now because that's what men do. But the women are here, and they're very happy to see their big brave boy. Also happened when um, Calvopa. So that's about it. Like chalk that up as as that tier of joke. Joke number two. I can't wait to actually listen to this podcast. Please don't. I mean, I meant to say I can't wait till I skip ahead until I hear the laugh. Okay. And then delete post Game of Thrones from my podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Reviews. Love it. So, okay, so, um, like, nothing happens. They just, like, uh, Melissa, Sam's mom, asks to hold the baby, and then, like, Gilly's like, let's go to the kennels. Um, I also liked how, I, it's not clear how old his sister is supposed to be, because I guess she's supposed to be, like, a young teen, but she looks like she's at least 20 or something. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to marry that guy because he has yellow teeth. Like, that's the first thing she says. Yeah, and then mom's like, shut up, you idiot jerks. Don't talk about girl stuff. Yeah. The only good thing about this episode is that she was nice to Gilly. Yeah. Like, and she's like, you can wear my dress. And, like, that's the only good thing that happened in this episode. Yeah. What's your color? And, oh, boy, this is going to be an awkward family dinner because Gilly doesn't know etiquette. Just like my Breaking Bads. Just like my Breaking Bad. Move over, Breaking Bad. Move over. Game of Thrones. 26 Emmys on top, Game of Thrones women. Yeah, speaking of women on top, it's time to tease Naked Natalie Dormer, because we're going to the Sept. No. And, like, uh, and then he's talking to the High Sparrow. I've seen this twice and still have no memory of it. <laughs> like, it's no, Luckily, I have notes. Okay. Because fuck, I don't either. What uh, happened? He's like, hey, could you not make my wife, the Queen, do the walk? And he's like, it's fine. The Faith wouldn't, like, like, the Faith is going to protect anybody from hurting anybody on a walk. And also, the small folk love her. Remember that from Season 3? Mm-hmm. This, this, this whole episode, just remember that from Season 3 that we didn't plant seeds of, but we need now? Yeah. So it was like, anyways, uh, go see your wife. So then they, Marjorie and Tommen reunite. And then, so Marge immediately starts manipulating Tommen. Mm-hmm. By being like, he's, the High Sparrow's not quite what we thought he was, was he? You must think I'm mad. And then... Tom is like, no, 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 wait, I think you're super good and cool. Um, never, he, yeah, I, I agree, I'm uh, a Christian can you, can now. You take me, can you take me around the corner to, to the liquor store so you can you can go in and get me a six-pack? Because I, I, if you you have an ID, they, they, you can do it, but I can't, yeah. so if you could please, super I'm good. the king, I'm the king. I'm the king. The king has no power here at this liquor store. <laughs> this liquor uh, store only follows the faith of the seven. And the mother so, says, get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I can't make liquor jokes. I was like, what What would the, what would the crone drink? But I don't know any what's, alcohol. What's a beer? What's an old ladies drink? I don't fucking Gold schlager. <laughs> That's um, all of them. Yep. So, she talks about how, like, yeah, I fed the poor, but I never gave them what they really needed. Art, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and then, like, she sits down on the same bench that the High Sparrow manipulated Tommen on. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you it's, fucking bench, get the, it, you piece of shit? The bench is shit. a theme. No, it isn't. No, they were doing the set, and they were like, that's a theme. The, they the themes bench. don't exist in the show. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, she's like the gods have a plan for us. So that means that Mart that Tommen is is a Christian now. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gilly shows up walking like the fucking Tin Man because <laughs> she can't wear. She's like, it's hard to she's, walk in this. She's dress. squeaking down the hall because she hasn't yeah. been oiled up. <laughs> she's Bender when he's made out of wood, like <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, and Sam's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, oil can. <laughs> then they eat dinner. Yeah, and Randall's eating meat so aggressively <laughs> and just glaring at his shitty son the whole time. He doesn't He doesn't look how I imagined him, but I think it was no. still good, good casting. Yeah, because if they can nail anything, it's sexist asshole. Yeah. And also, this is the only room in Westeros that can afford lighting, apparently. There's just candles everywhere. Yeah. Just strewn throughout this room. Very, like, on the floor. People are tripping over them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And, like, Sam's immediately, like, a dude bro asshole. Also, I want to just point out how, like, beautiful this castle was. Which, oh, yeah! Like, I didn't think that was... Ha- I thought it would be, like, a fort. Like, fuck Winterfell. Because I thought it would be... Because Randall was like, I fight, and I'm a man of fighting. Like, I didn't think he'd have, like, this extravagant palace. I yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's a vassal. Like, he's... Yeah, he's not even, like, a a ruler. Like, he doesn't rule... Where are they from? The Riverlands? They're from the Reach. The Reach. They're vassals Which, of the Tyrells. That, that's uh, Tyrells, right? Yeah, and, okay. like, they're, I mean, they, like, that is, like, the super, like, wealthy, like, privileged district. Yeah. It's but, District 1. Uh-huh. But, but anyway. But, yeah, uh, so Dickon's like, I killed a deer from 70 yards out, and Sam's like, yeah, I guess that's, like, kind of good. Whatever. I killed I a always rabbit hunt. I love to hunt. Actually, John killed a rabbit once. Yeah, he's, he's like, did you ever hunt deer or elk? And Sam's like, well, mostly rabbits and squirrels. And everybody, like, Randall drops his fork and everyone makes, like, that, that's a weak animal. Yeah, that's, those not, animals that's are, not that's not hunting good. Yeah, those are animals, those animals are for kissing. Yeah. What? <laughs> I bet you kiss girls with those animals. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, nice. Kiss me on the mouth and show me you're not gay, son. <laughs> Prove it to me. Yeah, it's really, it's a really great scene. Uh-huh. Um, that we needed, like, seven minutes for. And then Sam's like, oh yeah, and also Gilly's a really good hunter, which would have been cool to see ever mm-hmm. in six seasons. She's would never, have been super... she's never, um, like, shown that. But it's, it's cooler no. and better for the Emmys if you tell and don't show. Uh-huh. Um, and then Tala, Sam's sister, wants to hunt, but then Randall is a misogynist, so no. So no. And then <laughs> his mom's like, do you want more bread? Sam's like, all right, sure. And then his dad just goes, no, he's fat. <laughs> Look at, who's my big fat fuck hungry boy? Yeah, hungry, huh, you fat piece of shit. No, hungry, bread. Hungry, my like, hungry, hungry hippo of a son. Like, they made the servant bring the, that was why he he waited for the servant to bring the bread over and then say no to make them walk farther away. Yeah. To get his, like, <laughs> double shittiness in. And so, like, Randall is, like, pissed that Sam's going to become a maester because they don't fight, and there's only one way to be a man, and that's to fight, and they're so close to getting it. Mm. Like, they're so close. So, like, Randall is, his characterization is just the show. Yeah. He is the show as a, as a man. Yeah. But don't worry, by the end of the episode, Sam does, like, promise to fight. Mm. But, uh, but actually, this is, this is, like, there's a second where Sam is there, which is cool. Like, when, when Randall gets mad, like, Sam is, like, oh, yeah, trauma, and, like, gets, like, is, like, very, like, passive and, like, getting yelled at. Like, mm. he's not like, fuck you, Dad, I'll kick your ass, like yeah. he usually would be. Yeah. He killed a White Walker, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, Gilly had to say he killed a White Walker. Yeah, that's only because it. women are on top this season. Uh-huh. Um, and then his brother goes, those don't exist. 
Yeah. Like, Dickon, you're like 35. You should know better. And then fucking Gilly's like, Sam's a greater warrior than Randall or Dickon will be. And it's like, who is this? Okay, like, and okay, what is for, the game like, plan here? Like, okay, first of all, no. Like, you should know Sam better than most people. He's not. Like, stop lying to us. Second, what it's is going piece. on? But it's... but uh, Randall is just like, okay. Yeah. Like, he doesn't he doesn't react. He's just like, get out of here. Man, it it would have been like I wish Pip was still alive so Sam could have brought him to Hornhill because that would have like changed. Yeah. yeah. Randall would have loved that dude. Yeah. <laughs> so then, what happens? And Randall's he's like, like, you like, that fucking sword. That's Chekhov's sword, and here's the backstory, you fat fuck. Yeah. He, Randall basically says to to Sam. Do you see that sword? That's our family sword, and you will never have it because it's mine. Tyrion steel for fighting White Walkers, which don't exist, but it's for fighting White Walkers. Yes. Now leave. The girl and, and the baby who I hate can stay, but you have to go. Yeah. Also, I, I thought she was a whore from old uh, Molestown, because I know what that is. I overestimated you. Heartsbane is a big sword, and then Dickon goes for you. The yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Do you get it? Do you get it? Oh, and also the mom and daughter are like, this is mean and we're leaving. Yeah, she's like a very a stand-up mom. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very empowered. Um, so then, like, Gilly is angry that Sam's apologizing to her. So now the number of women on the show who are not angry and vengeful is now down to one. Melisandre, the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only woman pure of heart. Yeah, the only one who's not like fighting. Yeah. Um, so Gilly's like, when do you have to go? And Sam's like, oh, first light. And then the baby starts crying, and Sam's like, actually, I have to go right now immediately. Yeah, <laughs> my mom My mom said I have to go right now. Yeah, like, literally. So then, like, she, he leaves, and Gilly stops him with, like, hiss. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, she's like, Randall, you're not what Randall thinks you are. And then Sam's like, you're right, character development. And then just dips. Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. But then, like... But then five seconds later, he just walks back in, and he's like, psych, we're leaving. We're all going together. Let's Fuck go. Brooks getting to see the Citadel. We're leaving. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and, also, probably, I'm ta- like, uh, and also, I'm taking my ancestral family sword that's just up here on, like, a wooden shelf. Yeah, and then Gilly's like, hey, maybe don't. He'll, like, hunt you down and kill you with his, like, huge-ass army. Nope. And Sam's like, he can try. Like, and okay. And he breaks the sword over his knee and starts spinning the two halves like nunchucks. It's like, Mr. Raymond taught me this. Now it ends. <laughs> that was, that. I think this, like, the episode was ruined for me when we saw Bran's flashback, and the only Tower of Joy thing they kept in there was, where's my sister? Yeah, I know. Great. So yeah, yeah then we we go to the Mercy chapter, technically, mm-hmm. I guess, again. If you yeah. like um, the, the place, it's, it, I like to imagine it's still the same, like, rendition of the, it's not like a separate day that she went like it's oh, like yeah. the same one from last week um did you watch the inside the episode about no. this by chance i just i just know that they said benjamin cold hands yeah yeah fucking yeah dan weiss is like benjamin cold hands which is not his name but <laughs> it's me, your uncle benjamin cold hands yeah, that's, that's what they always called me yeah um so they they're explaining how what Arya feels on this scene because you can't fucking tell mm-hmm. and he's like it's a distorted funhouse mirror version of things we've already seen, which is like this show. Like, and you fucking part, get it. Part of Arya's amusement is that she knows that they're getting so many details wrong. Which, like, oh. welcome, welcome to post Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, she was enjoying it. Okay. And then it's, and then 
the scene where Joffrey gets poisoned is really big for Arya. She wouldn't know that because she wasn't there for half of it. But she she's always regretted not getting to see Joffrey die, and now she finally gets to see it. That's why she laughed and clapped. Yeah, and I guess these people didn't hear about the riots where everybody hated Joffrey, but um, anyways. So did you notice that they had Sansa's actor literally standing off stage and reciting Saying Cersei's lines? lines? So yeah. that you knew that she was jealous? Uh-huh. Subtlety. Like, good shit. That's what I always do when I'm jealous. Did you know that somehow this, like, side actress, supporting actress with no lines was able to afford uh, a contract with the she, Faceless Men? She got a jillion dollars and a dragon egg. Yeah. Like, we should probably, like, the cost for for buying a Faceless Man is gen- like a generally understood i think to be like the most precious thing you have yeah if you like, can't like pay money it's like the most it's like, like your life like yeah. if you're poor you give your life yeah like, in season one Littlefinger was like let's fucking or somebody was like let's hire a fucking faceless man to kill danny and Littlefinger was like ah no yeah like, the realm does not have that kind of dough yeah but now it, it can just happen but yeah this jealous woman is like i need somebody dead for this scene uh, and then also Tyrion shows up with the crossbow for the Tywin scene. Oh, it was like the, with the, fuck thing, off. The, the, the thing the thing she gave up was her chance of getting that role. It's like a gift of the Magi, but bad. Oh, that's so good. That's exactly it. He <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> the gift of the Magi, but bad. I am the gift. <laughs> post, post, post Game of Thrones. <laughs> so he's like, let's see if Tywin really shits gold. Uh-huh. Uh, because they read the books enough to reference it, but not to adapt it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, we see Arya getting ready to, like, poison the rum. but And you, you can listen to Tyrion's lines, and he's like, Now I've sailed across the narrow sea. So, like, I guess it's common knowledge that he's, like, like the de facto king of the Dragon Queen walking around Marine with no guards. Yeah. Bummer that no little birds have, like, heard anything about that, but don't Everyone worry, Cersei doesn't care. Like, it's known enough to be in a in a... Traveling troops play, yeah. but Cersei. No, Cersei doesn't even fucking care anymore because the yeah. plot says she doesn't. It's not season four, and who who is the Valonqar? What? Are you speaking Dothraki at me? <laughs> Stay tuned for some Dothraki. Vos, vos. Um, so Arya like dumps the poison in it. Dovageris. That means unsolved. Yeah. So, but Lady Crane recognizes her from the audience, mm-hmm. and then Lady Crane was just like Arya once. And then she's like acting. The acting in this show is good, but the writing is the shit. The writing is bad. Do you get? Do you fucking? Do you fucking get it? And then Arya's like, you fucking get it. And then Arya's like, "Why don't you just change it? Here's here's like the scene where you're sad about Joffrey was bad because grief is bad. Yeah, um, you were, um, when your son died, uh, you were you were sad. Yeah, but like, you should have mur- murder is be- is what you should have wanted. Your son was just taken from you. You didn't get to say goodbye. You wouldn't be sad. You would be angry. There's one stage of grief, and it's murder. I'm Arya Stark. The five, yeah, the five stages of grief are murder. Yeah, and, and it's like the five the five stages of grief are each of the orifices of Marin Trant that she stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we just like? Can we talk about Marin Trant? Yeah, Mace is just back, and no one fucking Mace doesn't like, give a fuck. Like, hey, remember when a member of the elite Kingsguard went with me and died? He anyway, look at my brutally? peacock head. Yeah, um, and they fucking they dismissed another member of the King's Guard in this episode, but I guess they're just not replacing them anymore. Because who cares? <laughs> we didn't finish the Arya stuff yet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, and then Lady Crane's like, "Do you like pretending to be other people like me, an actress? Do you get it?" And then Arya, I like says, to I, put on faces. And then Arya says, "My mom's calling. I have to go immediately yeah. right now." 
So then Lady Crane goes to talk to the lady that plays Sansa's actor, and she's like, oh, Lady Crane, they loved you. You were so good. And fucking, like, everybody's being mean to her. Like, she's like, oh, hey, I have some ideas for my character, because I just talked to this weird peasant girl who just didn't pay for the show. (laughs) And then Tywin's actor comes up, and he's like, isn't it just like the lady with tits to have ideas for her character? Fuck off. (laughs) So then she's, like, about to drink the rum. But then Arya pushes her out of her hand. Pushes it out of her hand. She's like, "Be careful, Sansa's jealous, and she paid one jillion dollars for me to come kill you." Bye. Yeah. And then, uh, watching from the side, yeah. uh oh, it was the wait. She yeah. was watching. She <laughs> was there too, and no one knew about it. After this scene, they, there was a live retelling of Girls, so Lena Dunham had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that happens, and then she goes and tells Jack and Hagar, and he's like, "Good, go kill her." Can, can we talk about that? Because the whole, all 15 episodes of Arya getting the shit beaten out of her was like, you must give up your desires for vengeance if you want to be a faceless man. But then the waif, who I guess is fucking leading Jack in now, mm-hmm. is like, I want to kill her right now with my desires. I would like, I desire to kill her. And Jack is like, all right, cool. And then Arya goes and she finds Needle, which which is an instrument of revenge, as just they like, said once. And not just like a symbol of her Stark past. It, it's, it's just the sword for killing instead. They, they eternal sunshine to Jon Snow's smile out of her head. Yeah. So she can have his revenge. It's like weird, weird plot hole with that, like, because you're supposed to get rid of all the things that remind you, you know, but. Yeah. Um, is uh, the, the script says, like. Yeah. Also, uh, the script says that the Waif hates Arya. Why, it, is never, it has never been explained besides women are catty, why the Waif wants Arya dead. Because, um, the, apparently, the, in the books there's, like, so many faceless men that come and go to that to the house of black and white but apparently in the show they operate by like sith rules where there can only be two like a master and a and a pupil yeah because why <laughs> yeah because why um also in the, in the books it's like there's like the fat man and the guy with the gross face and like the stinky dude and like the handsome man because yeah. Arya doesn't know their names because they're fucking faceless men yeah. But in the show, it's just it's just them that live in this yeah, entire like, house. I could be anybody, but also people like this actor, so I'm this actor. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so in the inside of the episode, they explain the thematic significance of this of this scene. Um, there wasn't. She's been seduced. Arya's been sedu- seduced because Lady Crane has also dedicated her life to taking on the role of other people, and all of Arya's other murders were for, and I quote, people she hated or people who were in her way. But she likes Lady Crane because she complimented her eyebrows once. Yes. Okay. So this is so she's good, so she can't. She kill. can't kill good. Anyways, yeah. Um, also, what the fuck was Arya doing? Like, she gets needle and then she lights a candle and then she blows it out and that's it. In, in like a cool like stone house, like she's yeah. practicing. And like, does anybody think that the wave's gonna kill Arya? Like, it's, yes, it, it I. Was, it was the first thing I saw after this episode. It was like, Arya's so fucked. Like, not... Like, really? You think this character is going to kill Arya Stark? Like, no. Come on. You know what would be funny? What? If, like, if when when the waif showed up to Jacken, if Jacken was like, my waif. <laughs> that, would, that would be very funny, Brooks. Like, my, like my waif. <laughs> Fucking me and Kim were watching, like, uh... Law and Order. That's what that show's called, right? I was gonna say Call of Duty, but that's something else. Anyway, yeah. we were watching it, and, and some guy, he's like, what happened to my wife? And we just both looked at each other and went, my wife! <laughs> like, in unison. So the good you. joke. The good joke. My wife, Borat. 
2016. It's a good, man, gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they're outside the sept. Jamie is there, and his horse literally has a gold cloak. Mm-hmm. And Mace Terrell's army shows up. And Mace is, like, super commanding here all of yeah. the sudden. He's like, madness has taken this city and its children, and it's time to drive them back. And no one, no one claps. Yeah. And, like, there's a theory that, like, Mace is playing up his goofiness in the book so that people underestimate him because he's, like, super winning the Game of Thrones right now. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Doesn't matter. Um, and Marjorie's about to start her walk. Uh, but don't worry. They didn't cut her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the army shows up, and so does Elena for some reason. Yeah, she's Cause there. Because that's the script needed her to be at the war scene. Uh-huh. And then he's like, give us the Tyrells. And then the High, high Sparrow's like, no. You and then can't ja- do that. You're Jamie- not the king. <laughs> so Jamie rides his horse up some stairs, which is the coolest fucking part of this episode. Yeah, that's, a very, that that's a very good horse. It's a good fucking horse. It's a nice horse. Like, so, and I, he like goes up there, I guess, cause he doesn't, so he doesn't have to shout. Like, I, it was cause it was cool. Like, that's uh-huh. why. Yeah. And he's like, Jamie's like, my army's gonna like kill everyone really bad. And then this high sparrow's like, nice, please, murder them, love it, do it. <laughs> but also, hey, don't, because there's no walk of atonement after all. Thanks for coming. Aww. Instead, here's a Christian boy. Yeah. It's my friend Tommen. And Tommen comes out and he's like, now the faith and yeah. the, the, the... A new era of king. harmony between the crown and the faith. Like, fucking when you become king, it's like the Septon who does it. Yeah. What have you been doing for the last fucking two like, seasons? I don't understand. You, were fuck, you had a faith of the seven marriage. The, they, like, kinged you. Like, I don't understand why this now is like, yes, we're together. Yeah. So, um, and again, should be pointed out that, like, Marge is super manipulating Tommen, and Cersei was right all along. Um, so then Mace Terrell, like, leans over to Elena and is like, what's happening? Because the audience is stupid and they need this scene. And And Elena's like, well, stupid audience members, they've beaten us. We've lost. Like, what does that mean? Like, in what way? Mace, next episode. Uh, Harumph. That's all Mace Terrell says in my head. Yeah. So that happened. So then Jamie rips off his breastplate and reveals his cool jacket that he was mm-hmm. wearing underneath in front of the king. Mm-hmm. And Tommen's like, hey, could you, like, not attack the crown when you're Lord Commander of the Kingsguard? I, yeah, actually, yeah, you're not that anymore. Fuck you. Yeah, goodbye. You're no longer Commander of the Kingsguard. Yeah. And, and then, also, go to River Run. Yeah. A Feast for Crows. Yeah, Kevan is there scowling at Jamie next to Tommen, and then, like, and then Jamie's like, what are you going to fucking, like, walk me naked through the streets? So I guess he did hear about why Cersei has a cute new pixie cut and just doesn't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the script the script doesn't say Even though it. later on they're like, we're the only two people in the world. Like, we're so in love and I would never cheat on you. Remember, like, from season one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and I understand, like, they don't want to show, like, Cersei fucking Lancel in the previous Theon because it's so fucking anachronistic and it's like she's fucking Robin Hood. Lancel and Moonboy for all I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, fucking Walder Frey. Who gives a shit about King's Landing? Walder um, Frey's there, and he says... One of his stupid idiot sons. He's like, remember uh, River Run? Well, the blackfish who went out to pee, he took it back. Yeah, with a surprise army. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes in the Riverlands, you can just, like, turn over a rock and then, like, find 10,000 rebel troops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, he's also like, the Brotherhood Without Banners have been ra- ra- rallying commoners against them, and others have risen banners, which, again, would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. But it's better to be told. Um, we needed cool dragon money for later this episode. So so what happened is they, they said, 
Hey, um, like the Blackfish took back um, the the, uh, the Tully place, yeah. and lots of people are on their side, and there's no way we can like take yeah. it back. It's so not then, eat. so then Walder Frey goes, "Well, take it back." Yeah, <laughs> it's not a sheep; it's a it's a house. Take it. Yeah, just like do it. And also, here's Ed Edmure, yeah. who looks like fucking you think garbage. You won't yield. Check this shit out. Show them the knives that you used to kill a fetus and his niece, and also his nephew that we have. Remember that? Remember. And he was literally like, and remind them who the wedding was for. It was for his nephew, Edmure, who I'm about to show you. Yeah. Uh. And he's like, his hair's a little messy, and like he's breathing heavily. Mm-hmm. So he's very sad. Because, like, we haven't seen Voldefrey for like five seasons, but now this is, this is the plot. I'm so. sure, like, next episode he's gonna, like, meet up with the blackfish and be like yeah it sure did suck because i was like having sex with my wife and then i heard talk about a boner kill my my wife because he has to be likable so he has to like joke about fucking Mm -hmm. what's next um jamie tells cersei that he's being sent to the black oh my god oh my god right right they just reused the fucking pilot fucking but actually he's not gonna deal with the blackfish uh, he's gonna give Bronn a big fucking bag of coins mm-hmm. and have him gather twenty good killers to go kill the sparrows. And then Jamie gets mad because the sparrows stole their son. And since when do you give a fuck about Tommen, my dude? So um, he's like, I I can't go to River Run. I have to stay here with you. Yeah, I need but I need to be here for you. In the in the books, uh, he wants he wants to go to River Run to get away from her. Yeah, it's actually literally like. The total opposite, like, this, this show is just things happening with, like, for no rhyme or reason. Like, they're like, like, well, he goes to Riverrun, so we have to make him there, but for why? I mean, this Jamie arc is, like, getting really interesting in the books, but you know what would be cooler if we just didn't have that like, and have like, this, an incest? The show has actually, like, removed Jamie from my favorite characters, because this okay. is how I imagine him now. As, like, exactly the same as he's been for six seasons. Yeah, and it's going to be way more shocking when Jamie... It's going to be so dramatically satisfying when Jamie turns on Cersei immediately. Because character arcs are hard. It's going to... I bet you it's going to end an episode. Oh, for but, sure. But, but, then, but then Daenerys will be there. And she'll be like, don't fuck Aedes! <laughs> yeah, Jamie will be, like, wrapping his hands around... Don't fuck Aedes! Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so Cersei's like, you won't leave the sept alive if you kill the high sparrow and it's pointless if you die so instead stand in front of our army yeah and take back the castle because it's ours and because you can and we're out of book dialogue holy shit what could go wrong and then yes cersei's like actually like don't be here i have the mountain it's trial by combat don't worry about it Mm -hmm. and then jamie and cersei start kissing um and like just share a nice kiss on the mouth wouldn't it be cooler and, like, more dramatic and more shocking if, like, Walter White was just a good dad for, for five seasons? And, like, he was just, like, super supportive and loving. And then in the series finale, he just killed his entire family in cold blood. I like when he bought, um, Walt Jr. a cool car and then it was like, boom, 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 fire! Like, yeah, and it was, was just, it's just that, that was, five seasons. That like, was my like, favorite part of <laughs> Breaking Bad. It was really good. Also, also, um, also when, when the pizza flew on the roof. Yeah, that was good. That was good and funny. It was really funny. Yeah. And that, that was practical effects. That wasn't even CGI, and that looked way fucking better than the finale. To get of this. off, uh, like, I feel like a lot of people, it's just a thing I made up in my head, but I bet there's a large correlation 
between the people who just watch Game of Thrones, the show, and enjoy it a lot, and like, wow, this is cool, and they also hate the fly episode of Breaking Bad. That, like, makes me scream. <laughs> I bet you if we were to do, like, a scientific poll, I, oh, I would yeah. be largely correct. Yeah, because, like, I go on, like, IMDb, and, like, I, I, I compare the IMDb ratings for the best Breaking Bad episodes and best Game of Thrones episodes. Mm-hmm, like, in your cause, spare time? Because I hate happiness. <laughs> yeah. And I could, like, go jogging or, like, call my mom or something, you know, uh-huh. but instead I'm like, I'm going to check these ratings, and the fly is, like, way the lowest. The lowest? Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, it's super... It's it's character development. What? What's that mean? But, yeah, like, the, like... Wouldn't it be funny if when they were stuck in in the meth lab, if they if Jesse just started cranking his hog? If he just started cranking his fucking hog. For 52 hog. minutes? Yes, that would have been very good. So, like, and then Cersei's like, we'll always be together, we're the only two people in this world, so it's shocking later on. You're Shireen Baratheon and you're my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, there's a scary hooded man who's draining the blood from a rabbit. Mm-hmm. After so they presumably went hunting and had time to start a fire and then Mira's finally like, Hey, what the fuck? Why did you help? Who the fuck finally, who are you? Mm-hmm. He's like, and It's me, Benjamin Stark. It's like the three eyed raven sent for me. And Mira's like, The three eyed raven is dead for this scene. I know that for sure, even though I wasn't there. And, and like, Coldhands no, is like, actually he lives again, and in that moment Bran wakes up, do you get it? Uh-huh. And did you notice that he just has normal fucking hands? Yeah. He does he's not even wearing gloves. He has like kind of like a gray face. But his hands are fine. He has, like, some blemishes. Yeah. So he looks cold. Cold hands has, like, like jet black hands from all of the congealed blood. Uh-huh. Because he's a dead person. Anyway, he's like, so yeah, I was, uh... The last time I saw you, you were a boy climbing the walls at Winterfell. Have you solved my identity riddle? <laughs> Answer me, these riddles three. Did you watch the previously on? It's me. So he fucking says, like... I was stabbed by a White Walker, but I survived. And the children of the forest, as you know, created the White Walkers. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What um, if he did? How do you know that? Yeah, so, um, apparently, uh, Benjen is tight, tight, tight with the Three-Eyed Raven. And that would have been cool to mention ever. Ever. Uh, Hey, Bran, so glad you made it to my tree. Have you met my top operatives? There's, like, this weird cat lady that sits around. And also, oh, yeah, your fucking lost uncle is right here. It has to be the only reason they even threw that in is because they're like, well, it's not believable if Benjen just shows up at exactly the time to save them. So we have to connect them somehow. And he's like, oh, yes, we were in contact. Oh man, must be pre- must make you pretty sad to see be so far from all your family and only be able to like watch them like a Christmas story through dreams. And oh wait, let me get your lost uncle on the telephone and get him here in like a second. And even Brandy's like, my uncle Benjamin. Yeah, it's you, like, my he, uncle. Ben. I've been yeah. doing this all season. Yeah, like, he just he's the, he's a name tag. Yeah, he just says people's names and what yeah. they're doing. But yeah, the White Walkers found him and stabbed him, and then rather than like making sure he was dead, like White Walkers do, they just kind of bailed. Mm-hmm. Deuces. Um, and then Benjen is like, you are the three-eyed raven now. And Bran says, I didn't have enough time to learn. I can't control everything. And then he says, you must learn to control it before the Night King comes. Uh, which is cool, because he's pursuing you guys on horseback right now. Why are you guys chilling? Like, just hanging out. Yeah. He had, like, a spooky horse that probably didn't have, like, any lactic acid, and he could probably just, like, trot forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, the night... Yeah. The Night King will enter the world of men, and you'll be waiting for him. And on the inside of the episode, David Benioff says, There's a part of Bran that's not Bran Stark anymore. Part of him is the Three-Eyed Raven, 
and the three-eyed raven is not entirely human. So they're just going to make this kid a bird. Yeah. I mean, it's magic, whatever. You're the three-eyed raven now, and then Brand takes off his shirt and sees that he has, like, X-Men three wings on his back. Yeah, sweet. Nice. I nice. will fly. He was right. All I had to do was take off my shirt this whole time. Yeah. I was a fool. Who cares about Hodor? Who gave me this haircut? Does something else happen after this? Uh, yeah, Danny's Kalasar is marching. Oh, fuck this. And then Dario, he's like, Dario, how many ships do I need? And he says, exactly 1,000. Exactly 1,000 that the Ironborn will be bringing. Also, I know that all the ships in your harbor were burned. that big tuft of smoke a thousand miles on the horizon? Must be our fleet. Anyway, you need 1,000 Ironborn ships. Hear me out. The only way that this makes sense is if Dario is Euron because Euron burned the ships. Yes. Because it only makes sense. Yes. Yes. Nobody else has that. And nobody has that many ships, they say. And then Danny goes, nobody yet. So she fucking knows Dario's, Dario Euron is coming. Like, she knows, she, what's that, um, that book that Ryback always talks about? The Secret? The Secret. Isn't it like if you just wish something, it becomes true? <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what The Secret is. That's what she does all the time. Like, she just yeah. wants things and then they happen to go Do you her remember? way. Remember how we, like, in season two, when she's talking to the Spice King, like, this is the only thing I've learned from the stupid fucking cursed show. Mm-hmm. She's like, my dreams aren't like other people's dreams. My dreams come true. And, like, we were like, that would sh- that sounds like it- they wanted it to be a really big line, but it was just garbage. Yeah, as she was laying, like, stranded in the in the Great Grass Sea, she was like, I sure wish I had another army of Dothraki to help me out, go across yeah. <laughs> I and sure it, wish I could have really bad diarrhea right now. And it just happened. And the more she drank, the more she shat. And then she goes, yo, hold up a second. And she walks around the corner and flies through on Drogon, who decided to obey her for the scene. Yeah. Can we talk about the Danny Dario dialogue a little more first? Because Dario goes... Sure. Dario, because I fucking love it. It's so good. It's okay. so dramatically satisfying. What happened? Um, Dario goes, says, hey, Daenerys, what are you going to do after you conquer Westeros? And then Danny goes, I'll take what is mine. What is, which is what conquering is. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, you weren't meant to sit on a chair. You're a conqueror. Do you remember when fucking Aegon the Conqueror made a chair out of swords and sat on it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you're, you're a conqueror, not a queen. All right, cool. I'm going to go conquer. You're a conqueror. This is kind of like uh, uh, more Star Wars stuff. Like Yoda says that stupid shit. He's like, anger leads to hate. And hate, like, all that yeah. shit is just actually interchangeable. Yeah. That's what this show does. It's like, I am not a Khaleesi, I'm a conqueror. I'm, I'm not a, a queen, I'm a politician. I'm, I'm the not wheel, a politician. break me. I'm not a politician, I am the throne. <laughs> From Ib to a shy, I, I am the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be so cool next episode when Euron is, like, nailing the plank into his thousandth ship. Did you, oh, did you see the fucking Euron chapter, uh, Aaron chapter? Oh my god, Eddie. It's so good. It's so fucking cool. It's so good. Oh my god. And did you, like, he, he finished writing that in 2010. And like, at every con, me? at every con, he's, he's always like, I'll either read you an Arian chapter or an Aeron chapter. And everyone's always like, fucking Arian, are you sure? Like, Arian, please. So he's been sitting on this for six years. Like, I promise it's tight. Like, <laughs> if, if you'll just let me read it, I, it's fucking sick, dudes. Like, and it was so awesome. It's I, so I just sick. all I did was read the synopsis, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like I have the actual chapter saved, but I haven't read it yet, though. So, yeah, it's oh so fucking god. good. Just notice how like excited we got 
for one chapter of. And I remember, like Winter. last episode of the show, we were like the Ironborn are kind of boring a lot of the time. Yeah. But even, like Aaron is like the most boring generally. He's like, uh-huh. this is what our culture is. But holy shit, it's so tight. And Aaron, and Euron is like so fucking like despicable in a dramatically satisfying way. Like actual like theories are confirmed in a dramatically yeah. satisfying way. Like this dude is gonna fucking make Cthulhu rise. It's yeah. gonna be sick. Oh my god. And and he has he has an eye patch. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, already like it was good. Yeah. So uh, da- Daenerys. So- just yeah. knows where Drogon is. Her dragon and, sense is tingling, so she's like, "Wait here, because it's then, not it's not cool unless it's only me for this so scene." She, she flies around and she lands and she says, "All cows have three blood riders, but I won't. I'll have all of you as my blood but riders." Luckily, I don't have an unbreakable bond with three of the most powerful things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, remember that speech Cal Drogo gave in season one? Well, here it is, but it's me saying it this time. Ride our horse boat and tear down our stone ho- house. Yeah. And. Okay, and again, on the inside of the episode, David's like, one of our favorite season one moments was Drogo's speech from season one. So and we just we did it again. It. And, like, I can see how it might sound cool on paper. Like, yeah, Danny's like, now Danny's in charge of the Kalasar, and she's on a fucking dragon. This is going to sound so cool on paper, and it'll totally translate. But nope. But you know what the thing is? It did for a lot of people. Oh, it super did. Like, us, we're like, this is, like, doesn't really make that much sense. Everyone's like, wow. Khaleesi on a dragon saying things like slay queen. Wow. Like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Go get your throne, queen. Yeah. Go read a book, idiot. Queen of imperialism. Yeah. Um, she's not an imperial. She's a, she's a con- conqueror. Yeah. Fuck. Conquerors bad fur day. Um, so what, this is episode six, so we have like three more to go before anything happens again. Yeah. Um, can we next, also- next week is the, the broken man. Yeah, which is like. Which, um, I also probably won't have notes for because we're gonna go play Dungeons and Dragons with our crew and then watch it at their house. <laughs> You're gonna be like, because I'm just gonna be cranking my hog with both I'm, hands. I'm just gonna be cranking. I'm gonna be double fisting my cranking hog. But uh, so yeah, and the uh, the guy who's like the DM, he also is like a book. Nice, friend. nice, nice, nice. So nice. it's just gonna be the both of us like making fart noises for <laughs> for 57 minutes or cool. however long it is. Um, can we talk about how the the episode ends with the dragon roaring and like it had to be because mm-hmm. of this episode, like if that scene continued, think about what happens. It's like, yeah, pledge your life to me. Now let's, let's march, keep walking. march for another week. Like we just said, and then build a thousand ships. You know, he said it'll take about a week for us to reach Marine. They're going to be in fucking Marine next episode. Oh, for sure. Like no doubt about it. And then they're going to like walk past the fucking like. Like, just Jorah's stone body on the side of the road, like the fucking Deku Butler's son. Yeah. Jorah's gonna be the new, like, uh, Titan of Bravos. <laughs> I hate Jorah. <laughs> we have a work of the week? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. How's it go? Uh, oh, also, I just want to point out, it's, this episode was cool because it was the second consecutive episode with no Ramsey. Yeah, uh, also, uh, the same director of both of them is, like, some guy who did episodes of Lost. Ah. So, I don't know. But it's just weird. Like, this guy directed two episodes, and both of them had no Ramsey in it. Nice. He's just like, that's not gonna happen. I can't wait. Next episode, Ramsey's gonna be hammering the plank, the plank into his 1,000th land ship. With, like, the, bro- the broken man is gonna be um, whoever Ramsey finds, because he's, like, flayed. Yeah. Yeah. That's I made the ship from these thousand ships with heart trees. Fuck the Starks. <laughs> Anyways, work of the week. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
this one's a real doozer because it was hard for me to find one this week. Okay. I was like trying to figure out like maybe why the children saved Benjin rather than like his friends or like how did that horse do that? Um, how would that horse walk up the stairs? Yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Sam and Gilly's baby is literally eight. Something yeah. is up with this baby. Uh-huh. It was an infant for literally years at the wall. Mm-hmm. Also at the wall, Maester Eamon, who lived to be 104. Mm-hmm. Now, in the books, we know that he died as soon as he left the wall. And since leaving the wall and arriving in the Reach, this baby has grown several years in a matter of weeks. Have you ever seen um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button? It's a lot like The Curious Case of Benjamin I'm Button. I'm asking that because I've never seen it. I just know there's like an old baby in it. It's literally it. Okay. They, just, they, wrote, they wrote a script around that premise and okay. just, like, did it for two hours. It's like, uh-huh. it's like a, he like tries to join like a kid's basketball league, but he's an old man. And he's like, no, I'm a little boy. It's weird. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it got like a lot of Oscars. Um, and, and also when Sam meets his sister in this episode, he's like, he hugs her and then he's like taken aback because he doesn't recognize her at all. He's taken aback by how much his sister has grown completely into a woman. And he's like, oh, fuck, Tala. So, a complete mass of, as you know, a complete map of Planetos does not exist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? And why? Why would George withhold a complete map of a land that we're not going to fully explore? There would be nothing to hide then, right? Because he doesn't want to make it. Or, well, <laughs> or is there? Uh-huh. George is hiding that Planetos is actually usually flat, but it becomes slightly conic, bursting with magical energy at the hi- and when magic returns to the world. And the highest point of this magical energy is in the Reach. That's why the Citadel is there. That's the point of where magic is. We know that. Mm, yeah. So okay. So when magic returns to the world, the world kind of turns into like a cone. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's called the Reach, because like the Reach is, it reaches towards the heavens. Okay. Um, and um, Sam was born around when magic was, was uh, returned to the world. And naturally, oh yeah, this means that... Um, because like gravitational temporal time stuff, um, time moves really fast in the reach and really slow lower in the wall because there's lower gravity. That's why Dickon is like 35. Exactly. Oh my god. You're with me. All right. Okay, and, I'm on board. I'm on board. Sam was born um, in the reach around the time when magic came back. Obviously, he wouldn't have the acumen of a normal toddler if he didn't have the life experience. Like he he didn't have time to get good at boy stuff and he aged too quickly. It was like Benjamin Button. It's like it's just like the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, and like which the I've human seen a lot. And the human body is always fighting gravity, and as a weak, tiny baby in the area with the highest gravity, little Sam doesn't have the strength to resist its temporal siren as much as grown-ups do, and we see this with Tala, too. Mm-hmm. And this would also explain the White Walkers' war against the humans. With this being the most magical the world has been in centuries, the world is becoming more conic and more tilted. And since they're on the other side of the wall, they're in danger of sliding right the fuck off the planet. Okay. So they need to be on the other side of the wall, which Bran the Builder built to catch all the humans or the world this gets too tilted. This is why um, Randall's so concerned about Sam's weight, is he doesn't want him to fall off. Exactly, Eddie. And mm-hmm. think of and think about the Horn of Winter that Sam, that Sam finds. Prophecy claims that the Horn of Winter will signal the fall of the wall. Mm-hmm. But prophecy is fickle, and we never quite understand it. It never quite works out how we understand it. But when Winter, a.k.a. the White Walkers, come to the Horn, Horn Hill, the wall will fall in, in that it fails to keep out the White Walkers. It's understood purpose, work of the week. It makes it makes perfect sense. Also, Jamie worked into his horse to make it understand stairs good. <laughs> that too. Uh, questions. If you have a question, you can send us an S on our Tumblr, postgamerthrones.tumblr.com, or email us at postgot at gmail.com. First question this week is, it, is one that got pushed down to the bottom. 
But oh, wow. I, I said I would, I, I personally said it would be on this episode from Tumblr user Chie Sadonakas asked, uh, which of the characters is most likely to do the Naruto run? <laughs> also talk about my podcast, Fear Baiting, which is a good, uh, title of a podcast. Oh yeah, go listen to our podcast. It's, it's really good. And like, I don't, it's about horror movies and it's, uh-huh. uh, like, it's, I don't, I'm scared of horror movies in like uh-huh. the bad way, not in the entertained way. Like I watch signs. Yeah. Like basically. I don't, I don't watch them and I, I'm like, this is scary. I don't like to be that Yeah, feeling. but like I really, I listen to the first two episodes and they're really good. Right. And yeah, please listen to all of, all of the podcasts in the post Game of Thrones pos- podcast network. Have you listened yeah. to Hamsteak yet? Like Hamsteak, uh, Fear Baiting, My Brother, My Brother like- and Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of our friends are like nice and funny and kind and nice to listen to. Yeah. So please go uh, check out their podcast. Ar- Arya. Um, the Naruto run. Yeah. Um. This this hits me a little close to home because like I basically used to do a like like an it, that an altered Naruto run. Uh huh. Um. Except it was Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> Me and my okay. friends were super into that in elementary school, and like we would run the entire mile run with like our arms behind us, and like it was bad. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I mean, it makes you go faster. Yeah. So I don't really know much about Naruto, Naruto, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of. Basically, basically, which Game of Thrones character would most be into anime? Well, Arya, Arya does, Arya does work into a cat, and then from what I understand, Naruto has like whiskers. Uh huh. Um, so, Serial Pharrell's super into anime, though. Yeah. Like, holy yeah, shit. he definitely is. He's like, the first part of your training is you must read the original manga. Yeah. <laughs> Only then can you be a water dancer. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a dubs and subs joke, but I, I can't. No, not, not, uh... We, we like well, subs, because Wawa at post-game. We haven't talked about throws. it this week. Get those, get those classics in. Uh, Tumblr user Dork Phoenix, I guess this one's from last week, asked, on a scale of 1 to 10, how fucked up is it that Ned and Old Nan knew his name was Willis but called him Hodor? Right? <laughs> this is how I know that, like, the books will do it in a good way if they do it. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, what kind of asshole? I know. Like, What's up, Pokemon boy? You can't, like, <laughs> they, they were his friends! And his mom! And still... Just called him that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, bad writing, bad show. Uh, A trio, triple threat, from Tumblr user Bunyipabandler asked, this this is just, I I have to, I have to read it in this voice. Okay. Why didn't Eris have long matted hair, a disgusting long beard, and long fingernails? He was so paranoid people were trying to kill him that he wouldn't let any blades near him, even to groom him. It's such a small detail, but would have conveyed so much more to the viewer without sacrificing airtime. Like, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, you're completely right. But (laughs) But this show has a track record of taking, like, the most iconic things about characters and just not doing them. Like, remember how the House Bolton is all pink? Yeah, not anymore. Pink is is for women, and women can't be strong. Let's Remember make them. Remember how Euron Crozai is known for having one eye and blue lips? How about he has none of that and is just some dude? <laughs> how about he just like, like, literally they just cast him because he looks like Theon. Yeah, that's literally it. They were like, oh, "Nice, you got it." And he's supposed to be like fifty years older than Theon, even though he's yeah. like not. Because he's the brother of the fucking crypt keeper. Yeah. 
<laughs> Part two. So what happened to the tens of thousands of slaves in Veus Dothrak? Did Danny just leave them there to fend for themselves? Everyone in the Kalisar is a dude, and they're all riding horses, so they're not with Danny. Characterization. Yeah, well, um, when when Dothraki go into a wartime situation, all of the women and children disintegrate because it's just like the wildlings, how there can't be like any spearwives or anything. It's like, um, it's really weird when the plot says we that something doesn't exist anymore. It it doesn't. Yeah, like it's weird how that works. Finally, uh, Heartsbane, more like Fartsbane. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. Exclusive. More like Squirtsbane, am I right? You guys remember that meme? Remember that meme? I'm getting, I'm getting honey just thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Uh, Tumblr user Avena asked, "I'm generally here for shitting on things, but that last episode was okay. There were no titties. There was no violence against humans. There was no mention of dicklessness." Arya has finally figured out killing for money is bad, and there was no Ramsey. The ep was boring dialogue-wise, but I'll take boring over bad pussies. I've, I've been thinking about it, and, like, I think if I had to pick, this would be my favorite season six episode. Because it was, like, it was the you least really, You kind of have to get bad. You have to get deep into it to find, what, like, just nothing happened. Yeah. Like, you have to get really deep in to find, like, you have to complain about Aerys Targaryen not having long nails. Yeah. And, like, there's, there was very little new to complain about. Like, the Jamie Cersei stuff, we've been complaining about that for seasons. And, um... But, like, there, like besides, like, the Benjen Coldhands thing being dumb, like, it's... It was just nothing. Was like, just as soon as the episode went off the air, like... I, I pretty much couldn't remember anything that happened. Yeah, I was just like, ah, okay. Which is, like, how I knew that... There's, there's two ways that critics engage with this show, and it's either, like, best show on television, epic moments, or it's, like, important table setting, which means that nothing happened. Like, that's uh-huh. just, like... Yeah. This this really sets things up for the future, and I can't wait to see what happens with Khaleesi. And, like, hey, I'm, I'm all for table setting. Like, A Feast for Crows is my favorite book, but, like, mm-hmm. table setting is when you do character development and, like, you explore consequences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, like, you tread water <laughs> uh, and be like, actually, there's not a walk of atonement. Before we recorded and like we finished watching the episode kim was like how do you think the show is gonna end and i was like i have no fucking idea because things just happen yeah it's not like like to the extent that the creator of the book says this is not true and the show says yes it is (laughs) so like (laughs) that literally happened like there's no way to determine where it's going because things just happen when they decide it's time to yeah i don't like there you know like i remember like uh i was trying to get my brother into the show before i like before it got really bad (laughs) Mm-hmm. And um, I found oh, there's, that a, there's, a, there's a question that's similar. I tried to get my dad to watch it, but luckily he doesn't care about me, so he didn't. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he does. Um, I'm sorry, Dad. That was a joke. Love if you, you're listening. Um. So there, like, but then my my brother's friend showed him the Oberon and the Mountain fight, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's really cool, but like context is important, but like it's not anymore. It's not. It's just things happening. Like you don't need to know any like past story because Bran will just show you it. Yeah, and so, and he'll say like that's when the mountain and Oberyn fought yeah. because he killed his sis- his his sister. Remember last season when they were like flashbacks are a hallmark of lazy storytelling. We we don't want to do that. Let's have a season full of them. Yeah. Uh, Anonymous asked a question. The Benjamin's back in town. The Benjamin's back in town. Down down diddle down down diddle down 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 down. Guess who's been in town today? That wild walker that's been away. Nothing changed. Don't have much to say. He's dead. <laughs> Did this anonymous user pay you for that? 
So, no. like, Eddie, you better fucking sing. No, they, they actually just said the Benjamin's back in town, the Benjamin's back in town a bunch of times, and I, like, nice. editorialized. Guess whose hands are cold today? That Benjamin boy that's been away. Uh, on a scale, <laughs> uh, Siberian Pine asked, on a scale of 0 to 26 Emmys, how much better do you think the Aria No One Aria bounce is going to be in the books? The, the bounce? Mean, like, when she bails? Yeah. Like, I was it's under gonna... the impression that she wasn't going to. Based on like the Mercy chapter that I, that I know of, I mean, I like, like I haven't read it, so I could be wrong. But I mean, it's always, I mean, I, I barely remember how it ends, but mm-hmm. I mean, I I just always like assumed because you know Stark reunions are. Important, I guess I so. think in the in the the chapter she does kill like a bad person. Yeah, she yeah she crosses a name, mm-hmm. um, but it's gonna be way fucking like. She still ha- like there's still narrative things that they have to do, and that's important. In, like it in doesn't the books. matter really what it is. I trust George to do it better. Like yeah, uh, like without even thinking about it. Because like she's gonna reunite with Nymeria, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there there's things that she has to do in Westeros besides like kill, murder, revenge, and like like we've said before, it's gonna be way fucking cooler because she like has friends and loved ones and. And I mean, it'll it'll change as soon as she needle, sees. Like, needle is an instrument of revenge. I don't yeah, know like she'll that. see fucking she'll see Sansa and be like, my best friend who I've never hated. I love femininity now, mm-hmm. um, because the the scene will need it. Uh, Murdunked asks. It's gonna be really I, good. How do I convince my father not to rewatch Game of Thrones start to finish like he wants to? Slash Brooks, how do you watch the show without drinking? <laughs> you just have depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know. Everything's yeah. bad. That's how it goes. Yeah, so just just get depression. It's so good. <laughs> for, for for watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's super good. Because uh, then you're like, nothing matters. Last um, up. Oh, do you have more? More depression well, memes? Wait, the, the, was the first... Yeah, depression memes. Um, what was the... How can I convince my dad to not to, rewatch? To not rewatch. I mean, listen, it might... Listen to every episode of our show and he'll be like, you know... <laughs> this, is, this is not what I want in my life. I mean, rewatching the show has honestly, like, put into relief how bad it's gotten. Yeah, I didn't hate it as much before. The first season is, like, unrecognizable. It is. Yeah, because, like, I was, going, I was going back through my Game of Thrones tag to see what I thought about season five the first time through. And, like, I, I was still kind of, like, I was giving it the benefit of the doubt until the Sansa thing happened. Hmm. Like, I was like, well, it'll probably pick up later. I'm sure, like, Lady Stoneheart will come back, or, like... Like, just consider know. this. Season 5 was so bad, we had to start a podcast about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, they're making Stannis cool. That's nice. They're giving him some character. Oh, there it goes. Um, hey, um, just a quick update. Apollo found some plastic to lick. Nice! My so, handsome. So, fuck him. Anyway, uh, last question of the day comes in from friend of the show, Leaf Crunch, who asked, if Game of Thrones took place in car- in Pixar's Cars universe, what vehicles would various characters be? Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Robert would be, like, a fucking dump truck. <laughs> Stannis would have the stair car from Arrested Development. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought he would just be, like, a 1992, like, Toyota Corolla. He's just like, this is my duty to be this car. It gets good mileage yeah. and is reliable. And he would be, he would ride his bike in the street and he would be, everybody would be beeping him and he's like, it's my right. If you look at the vehicle manual, bi- yeah, bikes are under vehicles. If you check bikes, bikes are under the same rules as vehicles. Wants to not enter into it. I want a car, but sure, uh, sure. Robert gave the car to, yeah. Robert gave his fucking hand-me-down car to Renly. So here I am. Yeah, Robert, my- Robert gave Renly his fucking Mustang and here I am with like, on my, sh- my Schwinn, like, asshole ride. 
just trying to get down the this road. Listen, wheeled stag. Yeah. What is this? What is this demon? Uh, that's all the characters, right? That's that's all of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Littlefinger would have a jetpack. Littlefinger, Littlefinger has a fucking teleportation device. Yeah. Uh, Varys would ride a, a Vespa scooter because he ain't got no dick. Yeah, that would be good if he. That would be really yeah. funny. Yeah, Sansa would have a dirt bike. Remember that joke? That yeah yeah. I mean, she like this isn't a question. Like she does, she has. It. Yeah, she, oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh-huh. Her dirt bike is revenge. Her dirt bike is an instrument of revenge. So she can do sick backflips while while Stannis, like, falls into a pothole and dies. Yeah. Uh, Brienne would drive a monster truck. <laughs> she she pulls up to the wall in the fucking grave digger. Yeah. Goes, Let's go. Tormund loves it. Oh, that's a good fucking... Hey, guess what we might get this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Brienne of Tarth with the Grave Digger. He's going to kill his brother in one-on-one combat. Combat, combat. Children admitted free. Eat every fucking chicken at this all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) Close Game of Thrones. He's not going to be a a Grave Digger. He's just not going to be. Not going to happen. That's the show. Oh, announcement. I don't know if you saw... Uh, I made a post the other day. I, there's this thing called Discord, and I think it's like Skype, but for g- a gamers trademark. Nice. And because uh, I've been playing a lot of Over- Overwatch, there's a guy, my favorite character to play. Guess what his name is? You know the uh, Overwatch characters? D- Diva isn't that one? His name is Roadhog. Nice. And for his his ult- his ultimate move, it's it's called a whole hog or like full hog or something <laughs> like that. And his he, he for his weapon he has like a shotgun. And he uh, he attaches something to the shotgun, and it becomes like a minigun rapid fire, and he actually nice. cranks it to fire it. Nice. So what like, if like what if Bran like warged into the ho- into the hog that killed <laughs> that killed Robert, and uh-huh. then right before he killed him, he just started like cranking it. I thought you were gonna say what if Bran warged into like Blizzard headquarters and was like post Game <laughs> of Thrones, like create something about this joke that hasn't been created yet be like, four years in development. Coming, it's, it's Blizzard. So, uh, this, this program, it's like you can chat, what, like voice chat while you're playing games, and also there's like a text chat, and I thought that our, our fans could use this text chat if they want, or play video games with me. They could yeah. use the text chat as like a live chat for when the show's on. Nice. If you wanted. So I made a post about it. I'll reblog it again after this. But yeah, there's like oh, a link that's a good idea. There. And then you can join. And you don't even need to download the thing. Like, you can just use it in your browser. Nice, so. nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I need somewhere it. to, like, scream. Make it big. I won't be in it next week because I'll have to watch it in, like, real life with humans. Yeah. But after that, I probably will be. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we uh, should. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Review? iTunes? Yeah. Google Google Play? Can you leave reviews on there? I never looked at it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. If you're a Google Play user, you fucking... Yeah. Pleb, like... Fucking Android having fucking... Yeah, yeah, oh, I'd like to... Yeah, good luck getting this iMessage, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please be nice to me. I'm Eddie, Squizpillion on everything. I'm uh, Brooks has a noun and Sirius Jones. Be nice any, to me, too. Uh, any final final words? Words of wisdom from Kim, our new segment. Words of the week. Uh, words of wisdom, I hear Apollo eating some more plastic in the closet. Thank you. See you next All time. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog teens. We GOT to go. War, 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 war